You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Rhett Bollinger, who covers the Twins for MLB.com. Rhett, happy Friday. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Just got back from Twins Caravan, went along with uh, Taylor Rogers and Trevor Hildenberger and Chris Atterbury and Lyle Evan and uh, went up to North Dakota, got into Fargo, a uh, bunch of different stops throughout uh, Minnesota as well. We were in Alexandria last night and got back late. And it was a really fun trip to see all the fans get excited for Twins baseball coming up. You know, I've never actually been to a caravan. I know the Cardinals do one as well in Missouri. And I just think that it's really special that the teams take time out to kind of get to know the fans on a way more personal level and get to chat with them and just get to see the people who are cheering them on. But I also think what's cool is when the players, the younger players who go out for the first time, get to talk to some of the veterans. And that's what Taylor Rogers was able to do at Twins Caravan. He's the left-handed setup reliever, and he got some tips from some of the vets, right? Yeah, absolutely. Got to sit there with Bert Blylevin, a Hall of Famer. Uh, it was really cool seeing there uh, a couple days ago on Caravan. Uh, we just got done with one of our stops, and we had lunch uh, in Minnesota, right in the border of Minnesota and North Dakota. And uh, at lunch, just kind of out of nowhere, Bert just started kind of giving tips to Rogers. And Hildenberger was across the table and tried to kind of listen to it, but a lot of it was more... I uh, just happened to be that Rogers happened to be sitting next to him, but I, I was you know, lucky enough to be there too as well. And here, it was just really cool. A lot of tips about kind of locating that fastball in. Uh, Rogers said he always has a tough time kind of getting in on right-handers. And first, he had the same thing as a pitcher getting in on left-handers. Obviously, they're different hands uh, as pitchers, but uh, same kind of advice and kind of showed him how he used, you know, even on the bus too, he's kind of getting the baseball out and showing him how he used his hand to finish those pitches, that little extra flick of the wrist to try to get it inside. Uh, to the hitter, but without you know too much of it and hitting the batter, so it's just really interesting. And I think that's kind of Rogers' big thing. He's one of those guys who's a little bit quiet, but loves to pick the brain of veterans. Last year, uh, really soaked up a lot of knowledge from a guy like Matt Bilal, who's been around for a long time. Gave him great advice about always being ready. Rogers ended up leading the team in uh, appearances, led the majors in holds. Uh, had kind of a breakout season. Um, and this year, the Twins brought in a lot of veterans as well, like Zach Duke, uh, you know, Fernando Rodney. Kind of said one of the things this year he wants to do is continue to kind of lean on those veterans for advice. Uh, the Mr. Two, which would be nice, is Burt Blylevin, also going to be coming into uh, spring training and kind of be as a help out as a guest instructor uh, for the first time in a while. Two other people that we've got to get to, Rhett, before we go any farther, because it's been a big week for Major League Baseball, for baseball fans with the Hall of Fame announcement. Jim Tomey elected into the Hall, joining Jack Morris, and Tomey hit 37 of his 612 home runs with the Twins, a 22-year decorated career. What does he mean to the Twins, and what does it mean that he's going into the Hall and had a great part of his career spent in Minnesota? Yeah, absolutely. The year he had in Minnesota, the first one especially, uh, 2010, was part of a postseason team. It was a major part of that. Uh, the crowd just really loved Tony. He's just a big part of it here. You could tell he embraced Minnesota. There's the famous Sports Illustrated cover, which I think is one of the most you know, beautiful covers SI's ever done. If they've hit a home run at Target Field, it was just a great shot with the city in the background and the backdrop. It really was just an incredible photo and a great story, that I believe, by Joe Pozdansky. Um And so, yeah, I mean, he's just a big part of that. And the next year, Twins had a rough year, but he had uh, his you know, amazing uh, achievement of getting the 600 home runs. Uh, I remember I was lucky enough to be there and cover it in my first year uh, covering the Twins in 2011, and I'll never forget it, hitting two home runs uh, in Detroit 
uh, to get to 600 and just how excited he was. And just his teammates, he was such a good guy. Just the, the reactions they had to, and his family was there in the press conference afterward. Just such a great guy. Um, and, you know, he just he was one of those guys that was able to get to know Harmon Killebrew a little bit. And Killebrew was kind of the same exact guy like Tommy, just that gentle giant. You know, Killebrew hit 573 home runs and uh, is a Twins legend. Uh, but same kind of thing, just a big guy, but just a big heart. And, uh, yeah, I know Twins fans will always have a special place in their heart for Jim Tomey, even though he kind of started his career as a rival uh, with the Indians, also <laughs> played for the White Sox as well. But even this that year and a half he played in uh, Minnesota, it was definitely a very special time for him and for the Twins fans. Rhett, have you been to Cooperstown? I have. I went one time. I was able to go. I was lucky enough, never for an induction weekend, um, but I was able to go one time when I was in New York after a Yankee series. I had a couple days off afterward and just ventured by myself up there for a couple days and took it all in, and it was just an amazing place. And I'd love to go back for an induction weekend. It's a little tough during the season sometimes, but I'd love to bring my dad to Cooperstown because it really was one of the more special places I've ever visited. Wow, that's awesome. Well, it might be a pretty busy summer for you, my friend, if you are heading there to cover all of this excitement. Another guy that we got to talk about is Johan Zantana, who fell off the ballot in his first year. He did join the Twins Hall of Fame last week, but really what I want to talk about is that he said that he's maybe not be done playing baseball. Is that right? He did say that. We had a you know, conference call with him last Friday when he was inducted in the Twins Hall of Fame. Definitely a very deserving honor he was one of the best pitchers in the American League during his time in Minnesota, won the two Cy Young Awards. Um, and yeah, we talked to him and asked him, you know, are, are you done yet? Because he did try to come back a couple years ago with the Blue, with the Blue Jays and with the Orioles, uh, had a couple injuries. He said even this offseason he tried to throw a little bit in anticipation of maybe trying to come back, ended up kind of shutting it down because he wasn't feeling great, but he said that door is still not closed. He doesn't want to say that he's officially done yet. You never know. Is he probably retired? Probably, yes. But he doesn't want to shut that door. And unfortunately for him, uh, he was on the Hall of Fame ballot, uh, but only received 10 votes uh, and fell short of the 5% necessary to stay on the ballot. So mm-hmm. tough break for him. I thought that he could at least get to the 5% because he really had his peak, uh, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball. If not, uh, at a short time there, maybe the best pitcher in baseball. Um, you know, as a lefty winning those two Cy Youngs, had a strong case to win a third the year that Bartolo Colon won it. So you never know. Johan loves pitching, and it's too bad that his career had to end with injuries, I think he'd love to be able to write that final chapter uh, without injuries. But at this point, it's just a little tough considering it has been so long since he's been in the, in the major leagues. Hey, crazier things have happened, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, right. To wrap up, let's talk about this shortstop depth that the Twins have going on. Going on. It's it's basically a, a shining star for them because they've got two, in fact, shining stars, Royce Lewis and Nick Gordon, coming in at number five and number ten for top 10 shortstop prospects in the game. Why should fans be so excited about these guys? Yeah, it's definitely an exciting time for the Twins up the middle there. You know, the shortstop position, Royce Lewis, number one overall pick. Really impressive kid. He came to Twins Fest, uh, you know, two weeks ago, and really, you know, just an impressive guy, especially considering he's only 18 years old. Uh, The way he handles himself, he's so mature. He's almost like a veteran. And on top of it, he's just a very good player. You know, he reached uh, Class A, Cedar Rapids in his very first year as an 18-year-old, which is almost unheard of. Most guys only, you know, barely played rookie ball when they're first drafted like that. For him to get to that level, uh, it was pretty impressive. And he held his own with a high on base percentage. Uh, the Twins believe he can stick at shortstop. Um, you know, he's still, you know, far, a little far away because he's only 18 years old. Um, but if he starts to get it, you know, single A, he could move up to high A maybe by the end of the year. He's kind of on the fast track and he keeps it up. And then Nick Gordon, we know, we talked about a long time, never same thing, number uh, four overall pick in the draft, I believe number five overall, sorry, a few years ago. And uh, he's been on the radar for a long time and is really getting close to the majors now. Had a great year at double-A, 
Second half was a little bit down compared to his first half. That's why I think the Twins want him to get a little bit stronger, um, you know, especially with his hands and everything, and just continue to kind of get uh, and build up as a you know young guy as well. Um, but yeah, he could reach the majors as soon as this year. Um, the Twins right now, you know, right now have Dozier obviously at second base and Polanco at shortstop. Dozier's in the last year of his contract. It kind of depends on if the Twins decide to extend him and what they want to do with Polanco, or maybe even in the future they could move you know, Dozier to third base. There are a lot of options there. Obviously, Gordon is ahead of Lewis. Uh, they have another really strong shortstop prospect in Wander Javier, who is considered for that top 10 as well and is a top 100 prospect, I believe, by at least ESPN or Baseball America, I believe, in one of their publications. He's a top 100 guy. So they've definitely got a lot of shortstop right now in their system, which is always good. And with Lewis, he's a guy that can play center field as well with his athleticism. So you never really know how it all shake out, but it's always good to have guys who can field and hit uh, at the shortstop position. That's super exciting for the team. And I think what's exciting too, Rhett, is everything that they've done in the offseason right after right after 2017 ended to fortify their place in the AL Central. And I know I'm excited to see what this team can do. I think we've got three weeks until pitchers and catchers report. So we're gearing up. We're, we're getting going. I'm excited, Rhett, and I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on, always. It's always a good time. Awesome. All right. If you still need your Twins fix, you can go to twins.com and check out all of Rhett's work. For Rhett Bollinger, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.